Hey family, it's Pastor Travis, and I am so excited about this week's message. Listen, you need to turn up your phone, your car, however you're listening, because it's about to go down. I pray today you are inspired and that your faith is increased. If you want to partner with the awesome vision of Forward City Church, go now to forwardcity.tv slash give to get involved. Hey, I love you. Remember, your past is gone, your future is waiting, so prepare to move forward.
Man, you are LeBron James height. No, seriously, he's 6'8". That's crazy. I'm 6'4", he's 6'8". And when I'm thinking about the comparison, <clears throat> speaking of sports, the other day something happened. I get these Amazon packages. Anybody addicted to Amazon like I am? It's like the, the main things in my life is God, my wife, Amazon, and then my sons. Amazon has been so good to me. And um, so I, I get these boxes to the house, and, and there's several of them, and no one knows what they contain but me. And I am excited. I'm so excited. I start un- unpacking them. I start opening them. And it's like Christmas. Everybody runs over to me, and I start pulling out of it gloves and, and balls and, and bats, and everybody's lit. It's like it's about to go. The boys are so pumped. And they're pumped because they know daddy. It's about to invest his time, his energy, and his efforts in teaching them a little game called baseball. See, what they didn't know is that, Daddy, I I could have chosen the path of professional baseball, but God called me into ministry. So I played baseball. It was the only sport, literally, that I wasn't cut from. See, football, you didn't have to try out for football in Georgia. You just went out there. Y'all seen my football picture before. And I I was amazing at following the coach around on the sideline with football. Baseball, I made the team. It was the last name on there. I looked, I scanned, and at the very bottom, I was as shocked as everybody else was. My name. (laughs) So second base, they called me Mighty Casey. Don't know why. That's what the coach called me, Mighty Casey. The shortest one on the team. And I made the baseball team. And so if, I, if my sons would have any game to come to them naturally, because it, it flowed through my DNA, it flowed. Baseball, I bleed baseball. It flows through me. So what I did was I took them to a Dodgers game so they can fall in love with it. True story. Explain the game to Jace, the rules of engagement. All together, we stood up, take me out to the bug. It was amazing. And then we went to mom's house. Went to my mom's house in Warner Robins, Georgia. And, and my mom, when we moved there, Warner Robins, you can tell by the name, Warner Robins. We were the only black family on the street. And across the street are some dear friends of mine, Melissa and Jessica, where Melissa's parents, her dad Butch, moved into, they moved out into the countryside and left the house with Melissa. Well, now Melissa is grown. Melissa works at the hospital. Melissa got twin boys who are around the same age as Jace, and they are athletic. Went to Warner Robins, Georgia, and let Jace play catch with the white athletic twin boys. And it was in that moment that I discovered something. Travis, you got to take their athletic. Because, Travis, it doesn't make any sense for them to have a dad who is as athletic as you are. <laughs> so I bought all these supplies. This is a true story, guys. Took him out in the backyard. I said, we're going to learn a little game called baseball. The only problem with this whole scenario was they were more interested in fun than they were disciplined. They didn't care about rules. 
Like any dad, I was cheering them on, and I told my, my second son, I call him Champ, I said, Champ, if you throw another ball in the woods, I'm going to throw you in the woods. I am <laughs> sick and tired of y'all not embracing this game. I'm good at it. Why aren't you good at it? And Jace looked me in my American face. This is a true story. And he said, Travis, he said, Dad, if you call me Travis, I would have dropped him. He said, Dad, he said, Dad, what about fun? He said, have you, have you forgotten about fun? <laughs> like any other good, good father, I looked back at him. I said, man, if you don't get that Space Jam crap up out of my, you got me bent, fun. It's fun when you learn how to play, fun. It's a true story, true story, true story. We're getting the house. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I, I lost them. I knew I lost them outside. They weren't even enjoying it anymore. It was just me. And I was just like, you know what? I lost the crowd. It's over. Let's go inside. And literally, yeah, this is a true story. This last time I went outside, I didn't even try to play with them. You know what? If y'all get bullied, that's on you. I'm trying to help you for your future. If you don't get picked, that's between you, your mom, and your God. Y'all ain't going to blame me. I want to start frustrated. It's my time. My energy, being invested in y'all. I had already played golf. It's hot. I come back trying to play with y'all. I'm not good at golf. Y'all not good at baseball. We all losing. <laughs> I go in the house. I'm taking a shower. This is a true story. And all I could hear was Jay's little, he sounded like the smart guy. Y'all remember that show in the 90s? Little voice. I just hear his little nerdy, birdie voice. What about fun, Dad? What about fun? And the Lord spoke to me. It's a true story. What fun. The Lord spoke to me. And he said, he said, Travis, Travis, he's right. He said, on the outside, you, your attempts look like it was about them. But really, it was all about you not getting embarrassed in front of Melissa and them two twin athletic boys at your mama house. God is more interested in our motives than he are the display of our actions. Now let's ask the question, why are you so interested in being successful? Is it because you want to make ways for other people or is it because you want to look like a hot shot? And God started dealing with some things that were internally out of whack concerning me. And guess what happened? This is where the whole bomb dropped when God revealed to me this is what I prayed for. Because what I forgot about, but God didn't forget about, is just a few days before that, we was having a men's prayer breakfast. We ran around the table, and everybody was talking about what they need prayer for. And they got to me. You remember this. They got to me. I said, what about you? And I was like, oh, man. It's like, y'all, I need patience with my boys. They started laughing. I was like, no, 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 for real. Cause like that thing be wearing thin real like that mama can just do it over and over i got like one or two i'm out of there y'all i'll be about to lose my i cannot repeat myself more than once none of them listen to me they laugh at me i said i need patience 
And God responded with my prayer request. His response, I wish that it had came packaged pretty. I wish that patience was a pill. Because I take my vitamins, vitamin C, D, E, all of them. I wish I could take vitamin P. I just wish it was a pill that would set me up for the rest of the day. But instead of God making it easy, God presents back to me what I asked for in the form of an obstacle. Because what really looks like an obstacle is an opportunity for my participation in the manifestation of the thing that I prayed for. What if? It's just an hypothesis, but what if? The thing that you prayed for has already shown up and you just don't like the way it's packaged. Ah, uh, y'all ain't gonna be real. You ain't, you've been single for 10 years and the man, although he ain't got no teeth, he's right there on your job. You can buy teeth, you can't buy character, come on. This is what you prayed for. Three things, I'm gonna give this to you real quick. Three things that you gotta be aware of when you're waiting on what you prayed for. You ready? Three things. Number one, God's timing is God's timing. You don't get to control God's timing. We serve a God who lives outside of time. Let's start there. You don't dictate to him how fast he got to do what he said he going to do. And the Bible says, we read it in Exodus 5.22, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought this trouble on his people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since you sent me to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he brought trouble on his people, and you have not rescued your people at all. I love the fact that Moses is so transparent. He shows us his journal of him even questioning the timing of God. Moses said, God, I was minding my business. You showed up in a burning bush. You told me to go rescue these stubborn people. You sent me to Pharaoh and I done did all of this and the only response I got from you is oppression. I prayed for freedom and they intensified the pressure. <laughs> and Moses had no clue that this is what he prayed for. But Moses, you don't get to control God's timing. Moses is dismayed because he actually thought that God's rescue would happen sooner than it did. And I know y'all are looking at me in that Holy Ghost tone of voice, acting like you just got it all together. But I just wish I had two or five people who was just true and honest enough to say, I've been waiting on some things that I thought would have happened by now. As a matter of fact, if I knew it would have taken this long, I don't know if I really would have jumped out there like that. Ain't it funny? I got to get you all hyped up like a boxer going in the ring. You hype. You doing a crit walk. You just ready to go into this next season. But you didn't know that through the door was actually a waiting room. 
I didn't come to preach to everybody. I just need 12 people and a baby that even know a little bit about the Bible. Because the Bible says, they that wait on the Lord, oh my God, shall renew their strength. What if I told you that the waiting season was actually a seasoning of strength training? God is just getting you strong enough for the next door. Don't. Come on, man. I just need 10 people that will clap your hands and say, God, I thank you for the wait. Even though I didn't understand it, you're doing something in the wait. You're doing something in the in-between season. And although my eyes haven't seen it yet, my heart is still holding on to a promise from God. You are faithful in the waiting. In the waiting. God's timing is God's timing. What happens, though? When God's timing doesn't match or line up with my expectation. What happens when I hear a word but I don't see a way? <laughs> oh man, because there's something about timing that I have you questioning stuff. Somebody crazy. Am I crazy? No, I'm telling you, I remember, y'all, I ain't preaching about something I read about. I remember, I remember, I remember the year like it was yesterday, 2007. Pastor Keisha, you were doing the offering. You knew me back then. 2007, God told me, he gave me a word. He said, Travis, I want you to walk away from your job. We about to go some places. I said, for real, though? Y'all, I was 22 years old making $42,000, 942000 $900.58. I was so excited. I done bought this house, y'all. 22, right out of college. I done bought this furniture. Well, I was, I was renting the furniture. But yeah, I, all this stuff. And God said, Travis, I need you to walk away and I need you to follow me. He had me excited. I was like Eddie from Tekken. Y'all remember the breakdance? I was so excited. I was like, let's go. Like, let's go. And I just walked out like many of y'all today. Excited. God gave me a word. But what I thought would be eight days took eight years from 07 to 2015 when Intentional came out. Ain't nobody knew who Travis was. And everybody who knew me thought I misheard him. Except a little girl from Sandersville, Georgia named Jackie Jumphy. She said, they think you crazy, but I'm going to ride with you until my name becomes Jackie Green. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? That's why you got to make sure you connect it to the right one. Because even in the in-between season, you need some people that can push you and say, I believe when you can't believe. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Keep making that music. Keep following God. Keep pursuing your dreams. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep going on college campuses. And sooner or later, it's gonna talk. you're going to wake up and realize you in the morning. And it's 3-something p.m. Before you know it, God's going to turn it. It was eight years. Eight years. Eight. You had eight weeks and you ready to give up. Eight years. Imagine how heavy you are if you're carrying a baby for eight years. 
And I wish I could tell y'all every day was sunshine. I wish I could hype you and be like, you know what? I was woke. Every day I woke up on the Lord's side, smiling, crest on my teeth. God's going to do it today. But there was some days, y'all, I went to YouTube and I watched some of my friends win awards. And I went to YouTube and I saw some of my friends on stages that I thought I was supposed to be on by now. And I went to YouTube and I would get depressed sitting behind my computer. Hear me, depressed about a destination. Driving myself crazy because I was addicted to the idea of there. Uh, and I was reserving the Travis that's filled with joy. I was reserving the Travis that had peace. I was reserving the best version of me for when God actually manifests what he placed in my heart. But one day the Lord arrested my spirit. And he says, Travis, if you don't learn contentment, if you don't learn how to celebrate what I've already done, if you don't learn how to applaud for people who got what you desire, I ain't got no true people up in this room. If you don't, Learn to be satisfied and grateful with what you have now. I can't trust you with what I have next. Oh, my God. Because that's why you got billionaires who commit suicide. Because although money feels good in your hands, they ain't got no hands to hold you. It's just a face. Uh, uh, You're waiting on something in your future to complete you. And God says, until you recognize woman at the well, that ain't no man can do for you what I can do for you. I got water that you'll never thirst. That you drink from me and I will satisfy your thirst. He is the only answer to being thirsty. But it happens in his timing. It happens in his timing. What I found interesting was that after Moses, after, after all of these failed attempts, eventually, you got to read it when you get home in Exodus 6, eventually Moses started blaming himself. And he says, obviously, I'm, I'm the reason. I obviously... Obviously, it's because of the way I talk. Obviously, it's because of the way I look. Obviously, it's because I'm not educated enough. Obviously, there's something wrong with me. What if the problem isn't you? But the problem is that your expectations aren't in line with his timing. Let me, let me talk just for a, 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 few, a few seconds to some single people in the room. You've been holding on. You've been celibate for 10 days. And you've been holding on, trusting God. That sooner or later, it's going to happen. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if you're not the problem? Oh, my God. I can't get stuck here. Moses, what if you're not the problem? What if the problem is timing? Because what if what you want to happen right now? If it happened ahead of timing, you'd receive it, but it'd be premature. 
Oh, no. Nah. See, you ain't never had no premature baby before. See, we was in the hospital for two months because Jace was in the NICU because he came early. And when something comes early, it makes it more difficult for it to survive on its own. Oh, my God. You want a relationship, but God says, I'm still working on him. You didn't hear me. I'm still working on her. And if I gave it to you out of timing, it will be pre. God's timing. It's God's timing. And whenever he had, oh, if you're going to write anything down, write this down, write this down, write this down, write this down. If you ain't got a pen, use the lipstick. I'm telling you, you're going to want this. Whenever you are waiting. Whenever you are waiting. God is working. This side missed me. Whenever you are, that ain't the time for you to start getting miserable. That ain't the time for you to start giving up. That ain't the time for you to stop praising. That ain't the time for you to stop expecting. When you're waiting, he's working. Oh my God, I didn't come to preach to everybody. Give me five people and two-year-olds that know that I've been waiting on God to do something. But while I'm waiting, he's working. Oh my God, while I'm in the middle, he's already at the end. Putting it together for my good. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to praise him like you know you serve a working God. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you, you never stop working. While I'm waiting, you are working. God's timing. It got I'm trying to move Lawanda, but I need somebody to give him a 10 second. Thank you for working, praise him. You working on me. You, you doing something. You preparing me for what's prepared for me. Thank you for working. Thank you. I'm glad I serve a patient God. I'm glad that I serve a God who's not in a rush. God was working. It's a God who is working. You're waiting, Daniel, but he's working. Hey, you're waiting, but he's not waiting. He's working. You just can't see it. Even though you can't see it, Moses, that means he's not up to something. See, all you see is the lights is the pressure. All you see is the oppression. All you see is Pharaoh saying no. But you don't see God in the background working. You don't see him working on a Red Sea because he knows you're about to walk to it. You don't, you don't see him putting plagues together because he got he to gotta work some things. You don't see him work. God is up to something in the background preparing you for what's prepared for you. I need somebody to shout at me. Don't rush. Don't rush. Don't. The worst thing you can do in this season is rush. Because it's impossible to rush and have vision at the same time. It's impossible to rush and have focus. Every time I rush, every time I'm in a rush and I leave home, I leave something I need. I done been on a plane on my way to another country and realized I don't have my passport. I'm in trouble. Now I got to go to New York and wait for somebody to bring me what I need because I was in a rush. But if you just slow down and wait on the Lord. If you just because you want to know what the word wait is synonymous with trust. I know how much you trust him. 
by your ability and your composure in the waiting season. Oh, and God just told me to speak to some married men. And he said, it's time for you to be my mouthpiece in your home. And when your wife get overwhelmed, she may get emotional because it's bills due. She may get overwhelmed because she's not sure. You need to be the voice of certainty. I said, baby, I know we can't see it, but God is working. And it's something about when a man speaks up in the house. Come on, I ain't afraid to say it. It's something about when you take your rightful place and speak up and say, baby, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I trust him, so you might as well trust him too. I've seen him be faithful when I was single, baby. I've seen him keep me when I didn't have nothing. And the God who supplied for me before you had my last name is the God who's going to show up in the middle of this circumstance. Can I get some brothers in the room to holler at me if you know God to be who he says he is? He's faithful, man. It's timing. It's his timing. It's timing. It's his timing. Secondly, not only God's timing is God's timing, but God is who God is. <laughs> he makes no apology for it. God is who God is. God's gonna be. God's going to be. The Bible says, Exodus 6 and 2, he also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. This word right here in the Hebrew translates to Yahweh. The third time he used this introduction. He used it in Genesis 15 to Abraham. He used it in Genesis 28 to Jacob. I am. And every time he introduced himself like that, he was getting them ready and telling them about a promised land that was on the way. And here's what the Lord told me as I was praying this morning. He says, Travis, let them know that they haven't been going through the season for nothing. What you've been going through has been, oh man, you're on a collision course to meet God in a new way. He says, tell my sons and my daughters, I'm about to reintroduce myself to them. Because you only heard about me from your mama's story. So I had to take you through some stuff so I can introduce myself to you as a provider. Who am I talking to? I had to reintroduce myself to you as a healer. I, I had to reintroduce myself to you as a weight maker. And not only am I reintroducing myself, but when he does it, He's preparing you for new territory. I don't need everybody. This ain't even a hype moment. I just need 10 people that know that you're about to step into something new. You thought you was going through that for nothing. You're about to step into something. Excuse me. I'm stepping into something new. Oh, my God. I hear you, Jesus. He says that when I introduce myself to you again, you're going to have to reintroduce yourself to people. Hello, my name is Free. Hello, my name is Debt Free. You don't hear what I'm telling you. Hello, my name is Hold. I ain't who I you. Don't call me that nickname no more. I am who he says I am. Opposition. It's just an opportunity for God to reintroduce himself. And here's Moses. Here's Moses. He's stuck in between. In between introductions. Because you met him at the burning bush. Now he meets him again in chapter 6. He says, 
Hey, Moses, I am Yahweh. You, you don't know this side of me. Last time I spoke to you, I told you I am that I am. But now I'm going to give you a new name. I, I, I am that I'm, I'm going to show you something new. And Moses finds himself like us in between seasons where God is introducing a new version. It's not that God is changing. It's that our perspective and our awareness is evolving. Oh, my God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But you really don't know this version of him. You've never, you've never been in a hospital before and didn't know how you were going to get out. Come on here. You've never had bills more than you had money before. So God says, I've allowed some things to transpire just to reintroduce myself. But Moses finds himself in between. In between three voices. In between three wheels. You got Pharaoh telling me, telling him he's crazy. Bro, you ain't going nowhere. You got the Israelites saying, man, you should have just left us alone. It's getting harder. And you got God saying, I'm telling you something new about me. Three voices. Whenever you're in transition, You'll always have to make a decision of who you're going to listen to. Because whoever has your ear has your future. <laughs> Ooh, and they'll show up in different forms. Yes, they will. Sometimes the voice will show up from your scroll. You just scroll and mind your business. And here come a voice telling you you're not good enough. Sometimes they'll show up from a parent who say, I don't know why you're majoring in that. If I was you, I'll do this. Sometimes they'll show up in the no good for nothing boo that you need to let go, but you still got them in your top eight on MySpace. MySpace? Sometimes they'll show up. And ways you weren't looking for. But God says, every time I'm about to elevate you, I make you make a decision of who you're going to listen to. Amen. And I don't know, I have a sneaky suspicion that there are some people in the room who've been lending your ear to the whispers of the enemy telling you that the way you are, you'll always be. Telling you that the relationship you had is the best you'll have. Come on here. Telling you that you ain't going nowhere and you ain't moving forward. But the devil is, has always, and will always be a lie. I don't want to call him a liar. He a bold face lie. Come on, who report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. God told me something different. God told me I was a lender and not the borrower. God told me I was above only and not beneath. God told me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God told me that it won't always be like this. He showed me something different so I can't give my ear to people who can't see what he showed me. Moses, 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 who you decide to, is this helping anybody? Yes. Just a few more minutes. Moses, who you decide to listen to is predicated upon who you know the best. The Bible says, my sheep my voice they know me so whoever I listen to is who I know and who I trust the best huh God says Moses I didn't stutter when I told you I was gonna free y'all 
As a matter of fact, let me take you back to your, to your ancestors. I talked to Abraham, and I talked to Isaac, and I talked to Jacob, and I told them about this land. And, and Moses, it's your generation who I want to expose it to, but you're going to have to give me your ear. And you'll only give me your ear if you really know who I am. So let me reintroduce myself. I am Yahweh. I am. I, 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 I didn't just show up here. I've been here for a long time. So we got we to gotta deal with now, Moses, because your expectation has you in a place of discouragement. So now I have to deal with this illusion of me being a genie in a bottle. Somewhere along this journey, you decided to embrace a philosophy that I belong to you. And you don't belong to me. <laughs> God's not a genie in a bottle. He is God. He is uncreated. He is unmatched. He is undisturbed. He is precise. God knows exactly what he does not make mistakes. He is without flaw. He is holy, without blemish. He is magnificent. There are no weaknesses. There are no lack. He is God. He is sovereign. He answers to no one. God does not have a curfew. God owes no one an explanation. He is God. He was here before you got here and your great grandma got here. He'll be here after you leave. He is God. He was not born and he cannot die. He is God. He says, Moses, I think you forgot, bro. You're here complaining about what I told you. Clearly, you're tripping about who I am. He says, let me remind you that I'm God. And although God is so glorious, isn't it amazing that his mercy is tangible? Isn't it amazing that he still makes ways for us? Isn't it amazing that he allows his presence to be within reach? As a matter of fact, he tells us to come before his throne with boldness, with children, in the Philippians 4, 6, the scripture is amazing. It says, do not be anxious for anything. Oh, man, I love this. He's telling us, he said, hey, anxiety is not your portion. Don't be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God grants us permission, watch this, to ask him for anything according to his will. But there is a catch. When... He delivers it. You don't get to decide the package. <laughs> oh, man. When God responds, you don't get to decide how he does it. <laughs> remember, remember, David, remember, David, the doors look like Goliath. So it looked like a giant to everybody else. But for you, it's a door into your next season. You don't get to dictate how the package comes. And this lands me at my final note. That I'm going home to make my wife some hot tea and to eat me a salad. Because I want a salad today. Some days I just have a taste for salad. This is my last and final point. God chooses what God uses. 
Exodus 6 and 9. Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. Hmm. Isn't it interesting that the Israelites were praying for freedom, but rejecting the way that God chose to deliver them? They didn't recognize that their hardship was a setup for God's glory to be revealed. Oh, man. Well, what if your prayer request showed up in a different way? I wish, I wish it came in a way that was recognizable. <laughs> but sometimes it's nondescript. Like, like, patience doesn't show up like this. It show up, Travis, what you having to repeat yourself to your kids. It shows up, it shows up with having a spouse who don't share your same interests or your passions. It shows up with a parent who is stuck in their ways and a little overprotective of you. That's how patience shows up. Oh, what about faithfulness? Have you ever prayed for that? You say, God, I just want to be, I just want to be faithful. I want to make me more faithful. God says, all right, sign up to serve in kids ministry. It just got quiet on the left side. It was a spirit of silence that just swept. Faithfulness shows up in an opportunity to tithe and trust God with 90%. Oh, oh, you thought faithfulness shows up when you meet me at the altar in your white dress? No, 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 no. That's not when faithfulness, you don't just wake up on your wedding day and become faithful. You, you thought, you thought that's when it happened? No. Faithfulness happens when you're single and you decide to put restrictions on your cell phone. Oh, it just got quiet. So you ain't looking at every. See, when you pray for it, it shows up in a package that sometimes is unrecognizable. I believe that what we call obstacles are really delivery attempts for what we pray for. Something happened earlier this week. I was, uh, I was, we, we had, we done a lot of traveling this past week and, uh, before we took off on one of our trips. I was, I was waiting on a package to come in and um, I was so, so hype about this package. And, and so I was waiting on it to come in and it wasn't the cheapest thing, I'll be honest. And so I was kind of nervous about it coming in and not being home when it got there. Cause some people working in the yard and when they was out there, they, they just looked like, <clears throat> I bought them some pizza, but it just looked like. <laughs> and so my wife and I, we both had to leave the house at the same time. I was like, hey, I thought you were going to be here. I need your schedule. I didn't know you were going to be gone. And we both go, and I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm looking at delivery. I'm like, when is it going to come? When is it going to go? When is it going to come? And so my wife got home, and then she was like, I don't see the package nowhere. I was like, oh, God, they done got me. I gave them pizza, and they done. <laughs> I got you, boy. <laughs> and she was like, wait, wait, I see something. She said, I see something, but it got my name on it. She said, I see something, but it don't look like the right size for what you've been expecting. I said, well, might as well open it anyway. I told y'all, we got Amazon boxes everywhere, all day, every day. I might as well open it. And she opened it, and it was what I was waiting on. I don't know. I guess I put a name on my, you know, when I logged in or something. I don't even know how it happened. But I felt like the Lord was telling me to tell you, 
List some things you've been waiting on and you've been discouraged because it didn't look like what you were expecting. Or maybe it didn't have your name on it or maybe it didn't come in the right size. But I'm telling you, I really felt that the Lord provoked my heart to come and deal with a spirit of discouragement. You think that he didn't hear you. Or you think he forgot about what he promised you. Listen to me, you're not crazy. I want to counsel the spirit of discouragement and let you know that God has not forgotten the promises that he gave you. You just got to open up your eyes and see that it might just be in a different package. Moses, Moses checks the timing of God. And then God reminds him of who he is. So funny. The chapter ends with Moses blaming himself. And he says, maybe Pharaoh, this is scripture. He says, maybe Pharaoh and maybe the Israelites won't listen to me because of the way I talk. He says, so if it ain't you, God, it got to be me. And God's like, bro, it ain't got nothing to do with you. I am am working while you are waiting. I'm not a God that can lie. And I came to deal with the self-blame thing. Like you keep blaming yourself because it hadn't happened yet. Well, what's wrong with me? And what do I have to fix? And obviously, I've never really been good enough. So obviously, I'm still not good enough. And God says, it ain't you. I am a God who works. If I give a word, I work a word. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like there's some people in this room with promises hanging over your head. And you've been going through a season of of discouragement. And you've been like, man, when is it going to happen? Can I tell you that God is a God who is working it out for your good? (laughs) Other day, I'm done here. The other day, we're traveling and we're on a plane. And um, the the pilot came across the, the intercom. He's like, yo, he said, we're about to hit some um, turbulence. And he said, it's going to be bad. And he was like, uh, flight attendants, y'all, y'all need to take a seat. We're going to hit it. We can't avoid it. We're going to hit it. <laughs> and then the flight attendants were still being cute, walking around. <laughs> he came back on the intercom. He said, hey, I don't know if y'all heard me. Y'all need to take a seat right now. He was a black man. He said, hey. Person came across proper. Hey, Friday, can you please take your seats? We're about to hit turbulence. They didn't listen. He said, Hey, y'all listen up. Y'all right now need to find a seat, like right now. <laughs> it's actually happened. They were still being cute. There was one girl in the aisle. That turbulence happened. That girl started moving around. And he said, Listen to him. <laughs> and I love his wording. He said, We couldn't avoid it. We're about to hit something unexpected. We can't avoid it. Because if we avoid it, we'll lose even more time. The only way, he really wasn't telling the truth. He could have avoided it. But the only way to avoid it would have been going backwards. He said, if you want to get to the promise, if you want to get to the destination, if you want to land where God has for you, scheduled for you on time, you're going to have to go through a little bump 
But don't be discouraged and don't be distracted. Don't lose your courage. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your joy over a little turbulence. Uh Uh-uh. You just take a seat. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know who I came to talk to. But you're closer than you've ever. It's going to take you longer to go back than to go through the little turbulence. Come on. Don't lose heart. You're too close. You're too close. I need somebody to jump on your feet and praise God like you know you're about to land. You, I'm about to see with my eyes what I've been seeing in my heart. I pray for it. This is what you pray for. This is what you pray for. This is what you pray for. Just showed up in a different way. It just looked like a little pain. Growth. Progress, victory, is spelled P-A-I-N. You're going to go through just a little bit. But can I give you a promise from God? You will not go through it alone. He's a God who never leaves you nor forsakes you. He's, a, he's not finicky. He ain't flaky. He, he don't just show up on your good days and disappear on your bad days. He don't just show up when you get it right and disappear when you get it wrong. He's a God who will carry you in the middle. I want to pray for some people in this room. Felt yourself in the middle. You're in between doors, like my friend Darius Daniel says. You're in the middle. You're in the hallway. I want to pray for you right now that's you I just I'm telling you I feel like the Lord want to counsel discouragement and you're not gonna it's gonna be supernatural you walked in this place heavy but you about to walk out light you walked in this place with questions but you're gonna walk out with answers you you walked in this place you've been tired but you about to you about to get supernatural energy and inspiration and motivation who am I talking to he's about to shift that thing in your life I'm telling you you're watching around the world or you in this room. I want to pray for you. You say, yo, that's me. I need, I need, I just need a boost. I just need some turbo. I just need to be encouraged. Lift your hands. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You're not a man that you should lie. You always tell the truth. You're not a God who's guessing. You're a God who's in control. God's timing is God's timing. God is who God is. God chooses what God uses. And we trust you today. Thank you for being a God who gives us what to pray for and then gives us what we prayed for. Yeah, we receive your truth. We receive faith right now. Joy, unspeakable joy that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Ten seconds of a loud praise. Come on. Come on, victory. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Hey, if you're in this room or watching and you're far from God, you know who you are. And what I mean by far from God is me. You, you haven't been living, not just for him, you haven't been living with him. It's impossible to live for him if you don't live with him. What I mean is total surrender. Of God, it's not my way, it's yours. God, it's not my will, it's yours. 
God, it's not my desire, it's yours. The biggest lie you can buy is that you can get yourself together and then come to him. He designed you to need him. It don't work any other way. I tried the other ways. It don't work by rules. It worked by relationship. I did it. I'm telling you, I did it. I made the list and I said, as long as I do this, I'll be all right. And I just kept messing up. And God said, boy, when will you learn that I am the list? <laughs> that, I, that It's just me. It, you just come to me. And the more I fell in love with him, the more I lost a taste for stuff that he didn't like. He showed me. He was just like, nope, stay away from that. Nope, don't, no, no, that, 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 that. <laughs> and it just started working together a little better. I'm not telling you that the life with him is easy. I'm telling you it's better. And the peace that you desire, the hope that you desire, the joy, the love, all the stuff you've been searching for out there, it has a name. His name is Jesus. He's a real person who's really in love with you and gave his life so that you can have real life. You're in this room or you're watching. We make it real easy at Forward City. If you want to make a decision, you say, I want to give him my heart. I may not even know what all that means, but I want, I want a fresh start with him. Right where you are, every eye is closed. It's you and Jesus. If this was your last day on this planet, the question is, would you stand before him after your breath? And if you're unsure about that answer, or if you just want to rededicate your life to him, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to lift your hand like your life depends on it, because your life depends on it. One, hands are already going up. One, two, three, lift it high. I'm giving him my heart. I see you. I see you, bro. I see you. I see you, man. I'm proud of you. I see you, baby girl. I see you. I see you. Come on. I see you, homie. I see you. Come on. Church, if I'll do, I'll turn up real quick and give God a praise. Come on. Give him a good praise. Hey, we're all going to pray this together real loud. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so I don't have to stay down. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. All that I am belongs to you completely. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me. I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to text save to that number. Grab your cell phone. Text save to that number. Or at least take a picture of it so you can do it later. But I want you to text save to that number. Um, the other week we had about 27 people make a decision and 27 people text save to that number. How about that? That's amazing, JC, right? That's amazing. Text save to that number. Text save to that number. And we wanna, what we're going to do, we're going to reach out to you. We're not going to harass you. We're just going to hit you up and pray with you. Let you know you're not alone. The biggest trick is for you to live in isolation. But we're called to live in congregation together. And so text saved to that number. Hey, also saved. S-A-V-E-D. Text it to that number. If you're watching online, text it to that number. And then the same number. If you're here and you're saying, yo, I want to get connected. I know there's something in me. I need to quit sitting on my gifts. Or maybe I don't even know what my gifts are. But I know I need to be used in the kingdom of God. Text engage to the exact same number. Text engage to that number. And we're going to get you connected. It's time for you to get active. It's time for you to get around people who are like-minded and are headed in the right direction. And I love y'all. Pastor Keith is going to come to the stage to give you more instructions.
Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to commit your life to this Jesus that you've been hearing about, pray this simple prayer with me. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so that I don't have to stay down. Come into my heart. Change me forever from the inside out. I'm saved. I am different. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the first time, or even if you rededicated your life today, I'm so proud of you, and you're not alone. Go now to forwardcity.tv slash brand new. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that in Christ, your past is gone, your future is waiting. So move forward. Love you.